Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk about the Colts and set some odds, our odds, on how this season might go down and what the collateral damage or the collateral joy might bring from the 2022 season. We're going to talk about the Pacers, a trade that may be in the works, a four-team trade that would bring DeAndre Ayton here. Who goes elsewhere? How does this whole thing work? Very interesting stuff. Bobby Marks of ESPN putting up some some interesting uh, names and a scenario where kind of everybody gets exactly what they want. Indiana basketball is always interesting to talk about, and Bob Kravitz of The Athletic has a piece that posted today of quotes from former players, alums like Jared Jeffries and Joe Hillman, Brian Evans, uh, Dean Garrett, others, about what they thought about previous regimes, previous coaches, and what they think of Mike Woodson and the job that he's doing at Indiana now Really, really interesting, illuminating. If you've spent any time with any of these guys, none of the quotes are really going to surprise you whatsoever. Uh, We're also going to talk a little bit about LeBron James and a mistake that I believe he made in discussing the Brittany Griner situation and her continued detention in Russia. We'll talk about all that. I can't wait to get started. Let's go. We're brought to you by the great... This, by the way, is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. Brought to you by the great people at Johnson's uh, Plumbing. They do great work. Give them a call. Uh, 765-610-8809. The number. Smash that subscribe button. Let's go. Hit the like button. We want 278 likes today. Setting an all-time record. Plus, if you want to donate, you can. You want to ask a question, go right ahead. we got a lot going on, but we've always got time for a question. Donate, I get a, uh, a nice graphic that alerts me instantly that question is being asked. All right, let's talk about the Colts. The odds that the Colts are going to win the Super Bowl, I know those odds have been set at plus 2,200. I think they're much shorter than that. I think the Colts have got a shot. I think they are going to win the AFC South. Once you get into the tournament, you got a shot to win the tournament. Now, granted, the Colts have got to find a way to win the first two games. We're going to know on September 18th as they travel to Jacksonville for Game 2 of the season. We're going to know if they're serious contenders or not. If they win the first two, mm, things get really interesting for the Colts. If they lose the first two, holy crap, circle the wagons. Jim Irsay's head is going to explode. But I've got winning the Super Bowl at plus 1,000. Odds the Colts win the AFC South minus 140. They got the best quarterback that's how things are determined. They've also got Gus Bradley. They've got Stephon Gilmore. They, they've got upgrades at a lot of spots, including safety. 
I think Nick Cross is going to be terrific. I think that they win the AFC South, and the odds should reflect that. Uh, the odds that Jonathan Taylor breaks the all-time rushing record, that record is 2,105 yards set by Eric Dickerson in 1984. I got it at plus 600, and it should be a hell of a lot higher than that, I hope. You know what? If Matt Ryan doesn't work out, if he isn't the guy that everybody thinks he's going to be, including me, Jonathan Taylor is going to have to take a disproportionate uh, amount of the responsibility of moving the football. If that happens, he could get to 2,105. If he gets to 2,105, there is no chance that the Colts win the Super Bowl. None. Zero. The odds go to infinity and beyond. All right, they're like Buzz Lightyear or whatever. Jonathan Taylor needs to hit like that 1,400-yard mark. If he's there, the Colts are in good shape. If he's got to go beyond 1,800 again, that's not good because what that means is that the offense can't move the ball through the air. And you've got to move the ball through the air if you're going to win in this year's uh, NFL. This era is about throwing the football, and that's the way you've got to move it to be successful, especially in the playoffs. Um, the odds Paris Campbell plays 17 games. I got that at plus 3,000. Sorry, Paris, but that's 30 to 1. He hadn't played, he, he's played 15 games in three years, averaging five per year. That isn't going to get it done. This is a contract year, though, and that's why I'm a little bit bullish, and the odds are only 30 to 1 against him doing that. Otherwise, that, that would be 1 million and beyond. The odds Frank Reich gets fired during or after the 2022 season, I've got that at plus 1,600. I don't think it's going to happen. Even if the wheels come off the cart, I don't think that's going to happen. Jim Irsay doesn't like firing guys. Up to this point, he feels pretty good about Frank Reich. He's gone to the playoffs twice. This is a guy who can get thing or has at least, gotten things culturally to where the Colts are very comfortable with him and him with they. And because of that, like with Chuck Pagano, you knew that at the end of the 17th season, Chuck Pagano was a goner. There was no chance he was going to survive. I think you really have to get to that scenario before Jim Ursay decides that it's time to pull the trigger on anybody. Speaking of that, the odds Chris Ballard fired, infinite, infinite. He is not going to be fired, period. 2-15, and 15, that's not going to happen. He's not going to be fired. Jim Ursay is a believer in Chris Ballard. Chris Ballard has, has really built a very functional front office. There's no chance whatsoever that Chris Ballard gets fired, no matter what happens. The odds, Matt Ryan wins the MVP. I got that at 10-1, to 1, plus 1,000. All right? The, winning the Super Bowl, plus 1,000. Matt Ryan MVP, plus 1,000, because one leads to the other. In, in both directions. If the Colts win the Super Bowl, Matt Ryan's got to be the MVP. If uh, Matt Ryan's the MVP, the Colts are going to win the Super Bowl. It is just that simple sometimes. Uh, the odds, the Colts win their first two games, I got that at minus 140. They're both on the road. The Colts have trouble winning in Jacksonville. I know it. Jacksonville is going to be better. I think that the Colts win both those uh, first two games. I think the odds are good that that happens because they got to do that. This is not a year where you can start one and five or one and four and find your way to playoff relevance. It's not going to be that kind of season. The Colts have got to get off to a good start. Five of their first seven games are against AFC South teams and all of their first seven games are against AFC teams. You've got to start fast and you got to finish pretty well too. 
I think they could go 12 and 5. I think it's possible. I don't know if it's likely. Those are our odds, my odds, on how this upcoming Colt season is going to play out. We've got about two weeks until the first workout at Grand Park. We'll start seeing for real then. What you saw in minicamp, what we saw in minicamp, because only the media can go. You know what? They're working on different stuff. We don't know what they're doing. So judging things other than, man, Matt Ryan is accurate. We saw that. That we saw with our own eyes, and that we could judge. Okay, let's talk about Indiana basketball. Then we'll talk about the Pacers. Indiana basketball, there's a piece about Indiana basketball on The Athletic written by Bob Kravitz. Bob called a bunch of IU alum, basketball alums, and got their feelings about Bob Knight, about uh, Mike Davis, about Kevin Sampson, Tom Crean, Archie Miller, and now, thank you, Edward Johnson. Nice of you to donate. I appreciate that. And uh, the current regime led by Mike Woodson. My favorite quote of the bunch was from Brian Evans, and that's no surprise. There are two guys that, like, this is the easiest piece Bob Kravitz ever put together. Because if you get Joe Hillman or and or Brian Evans on the phone, your challenge is going to be shutting them up, talking about Indiana basketball. It's not going to be getting them to say interesting stuff. All they do is say interesting stuff. That's what, that's what those guys are all about. Brian Evans said this about Archie Miller. Archie was like a POW. Uh, they caught him in Dayton, threw him in the trunk of a car, and brought him back to Bloomington. That's really funny, and that is just about accurate. Archie Miller really enjoyed the money that was given him by Indiana University. He enjoyed nothing else about having that job, which isn't surprising. I, I spoke to his dad when he was hired, and his dad I was like, why'd you call him Archie? Because he was grumpy all the time. He was like Archie Bunker. So he just called him Archie. He was grumpy. He was grumpy at Indiana, didn't want to involve Indiana guys. It didn't matter where he was coaching. He would have been the same exact guy, whether he was at Dayton or at Northwestern or at Indiana, UCLA. It doesn't matter. You hire Archie Miller, you're going to get Archie Miller. And Archie Miller was Archie Miller. The, the, what they said about Kelvin Sampson was exactly right. And that's, he was the wrong guy for the job. A really good coach, wrong guy for the job, a terrible fit. And the, and the thing about Mike Woodson that makes him successful at Indiana, or at least through one year has made him successful and has him on the precipice, it seems, of some really good basketball down there, is that he understands Indiana basketball. He knows how to sell it. He was Indiana basketball. And because of that, he gets it at a high level. Mike Davis did not, by his own admission. Kelvin Sampson really didn't get it at all. Tom Crean tried to get it and then realized he couldn't. Archie Miller never wanted to get it. Now you've got Mike Woodson, who is kind of born to be in that position. He understands and understands what the good was from Bob Knight, how to kind of transfer that into 2022, how to build a staff. He learned in the NBA how to be a really, really good game coach. This is the right guy at the right time for the right program. The other guys, Miller, Crean, Sampson, Wrong guys, wrong time. Mike Davis, if it wasn't for Mike Davis, man, that program would have fallen apart when Bob Knight was fired. You've got to have people leading the athletic department who understand athletics, understand sports, understand fit. Fit is a really important component no matter what you're hiring to, whether it's a coach, whether it's a radio host. It doesn't matter. A columnist doesn't matter. You've got to have fit. 
and you can feel it. Unless you're too into the math of it or you're just too kind of oddly built to get it. This fits. Kelvin Sampson did not. Tom Crean did not. Kelvin Sampson did not. Well, I mean, Archie Miller really didn't. Archie Miller was just a sourpuss. He was ridiculous. All right, let's talk about the Pacers. A trade that is brewing, according to ESPN front office insider Bobby Marks, that he thinks would work for all involved. Pacers covet DeAndre Ayton. We know that, and they want shed of Miles Turner. That's all we care about. We don't care what happens to the Nets. We don't care what happens to the Suns. We don't care what happens to the Jazz. What the Pacers give up in this trade, Miles Turner goes to the Nets, and a first-round pick, the, the pick that belonged to Cleveland, and the Pacers got in exchange for Karis LeVert, which is uh, lottery protected for the upcoming year. That uh, goes to Utah. Pacers, they get DeAndre Ayton. Some other, I mean, you know, I guess it's important to understand that the Suns get Durant, the Jazz get Ben Simmons, Cam Thomas, five first-round picks, um, and uh, the Nets get uh, Mitchell, Bridges, and Turner. So there you go. I love it. I think he isn't eligible to be traded until December 15th, if I heard right. The details of all of this, this minutiae in NBA trades just gives me a headache. It's ridiculous. It is. It's like radio engineers. For any of you who've worked in radio, my God, the people in radio engineering who I love, like brothers, but these people... They complicate the conveyance of audio from a microphone. Look, all I need is a smartphone here. It's got its own microphone in it, and it's a pretty damn good microphone, good condenser microphone. I hit a button. My voice is in your ear. Radio engineers, they got towers, they got transponders, they got uh, audio, uh, you know, things. They got, you know, they, 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 good God almighty, they, 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 the complicated steps in taking my audio and putting it in your head. It's unbelievable. It's dizzying. You don't need it. So why have it? Same thing with the NBA. The NBA, the machinations of these trades, just silly. You've got guys on draft night putting on a Brooklyn Nets hat when they know, and everybody knows, they're going to be Portland Trailblazers. How the hell does that make any sense? Who does that make sense to? We still have pictures, right, of Kawhi Leonard in a Pacers hat. Why? Good God, fix that, would you? Uh, anyway, that'd be a hell of a trade for the Pacers. You get rid of the thing you don't want. You get rid of a thing that's kind of a headache for you, that, that first rounder that's protected, and you get what you want. Because Halliburton, Matherin, Ayton, Smith, Jackson, Duarte... That is a hell of a young core. Nobody over the age of 25, and the only guy who's close to 25, well, is 25, is Duarte. Everybody else 22 and under. And that, well, uh, Aiton is turning 24 later this month. So you got that. But these are really young guys who can grow together, learn how to win together. Let's talk about the Open Championship, which I love. I can't wait for tomorrow morning. Get up early and watch his stuff. The odds, Rory is 9-1. to one. I'm not betting on Rory. Uh, Xander Shoffley, 14 to 1. Scheffler, Spieth, Rom, 16 to 1. Rom, interesting at 16 to 1. That's where I would, if, if I was going to get aggressive, I'd go there. However, 
What's interesting to me is Tiger Woods, you can get him as high as 110 to 1. Put 100 on Tig, you get 11 grand back. What's going to be rewarded this weekend at St. Andrews? Knowledge, bandwidth, ability to adjust, and nobody other than Nicholas has done it in the history of golf as well, period, as Tiger Woods. And nobody has done it as well other than Nicholas. He and Nicholas have both won at St. Andrews twice. Tiger, if he can keep it in the fairway and run in some putts, he's got a shot to win that thing. Do I think it's likely? No, but 110 to 1, that is really good return on investment if you're in the, uh, the sports investing business. All right, that's a hell of a lot to talk about. If you don't subscribe to The Athletic, I think it's very worthwhile. I'm a subscriber. Bob Kravitz, his work today, really engaging, really funny. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed hearing from, like, uh, Brian Evans and Joe Hillman and Dean Garrett and Jared Jeffries and all these guys. It's just a wonderful trip down memory lane. And you get a really clear understanding of why having an Indiana guy in that chair is really important. It is, and it's going to pay dividends. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning, Breakfast with Kent. I cannot wait to talk to you then.